0437 is our text line. You might have a question for our next guest, Scott Roth, who, of course, is the head coach of the mighty Jack Jumpers, and the great man joins us on the phone this morning. G'day, Coach. How's everything, Brent? Going well, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's a great win over in Adelaide the other night. I know you'd like to see a bit more on the defensive end, but in the in the overall scheme of things, third on the ladder as we head towards the FIBA break, how do you feel at this stage of the season? Um, you know, I think we're, we're trending in the right way. We're trying to finish these... Um, we batched these last four games together to try to uh, take some goals off uh, defensively, and we're kind of trending that way, but um, the league is... You know, very dangerous, and you know we're we're third, and we can finish tenth just as easy as we could finish first. So the um, the, the teams are too good, and there's too many individually good players on there, and um, we have a long way to go. Morning, Scott. Tim Payne, how are you? Hey, buddy. How's the COVID happening? <clears throat> no, I'm all right this morning. I've bounced back. I had to to get Brent <laughs> back into gear, so I'm, I'm back on deck. Um, yeah, I heard, mate, I heard been both a... of you had very soft moments in the last few days. So yeah. Oh, I haven't. Brent hasn't shared me his, is he? Well, I had a day off last week, just a little bit of gastro, Tim. But uh, coach oh, sent yeah. me a lovely message because I wasn't at the press conference, which I appreciated. Yeah. Well, good on you, Scott. He, he would have appreciated that. He's missed a few press conferences this year, Brent. But uh, mate, back to the yeah. basketball. No, There's been a lot of talk around the league about the Jack Jumpers' defence being slightly off um, compared to the last few seasons. Do you feel like Saturday's performance was a step in the right direction? Well, I think the last two times we've played uh, have been a little bit better in some areas that we're trying to um, to get better at. It's not always reflective, actually, in the end of the score, but um, things that we're trying to improve slowly. And most of those things are just discipline errors. You know, we'll, we'll, the game's fast and there's going to be mistakes, and um, you live with some of those things. And we're a very aggressive team just in general, so we will have mistakes. But there's just some, uh, um, you know, uh, scheme things that, uh, we're just not hitting correctly. And, uh, you know, for example, switching on a certain player that we designated during the course of a game, and all of a sudden, uh, for some reason, this player pops wide open and shoots a three on you. And so those are the kind of things we're trying to eliminate. And if you can eliminate a few of those, uh, then your your defense is way better, and you're, you're taking five, six, seven points off the board just on doing the right thing. And we haven't been able to do that consistently enough. I'll tell you who helped our defence. That's the great man, Will Magne, who had his first game of the season on Saturday. Have you thought much about how you'll manage him and Marcus Lee, Scott, um, once once they're both fully fit? Who do you think will start, etc.? Well, I could care less, actually, who starts, who finishes the games, and, and that's more important to me than who's starting. But, you know, the, the plan all along was to have um, Marcus, you know, get 20 to 25 minutes and Magne get the rest of those. And then, obviously, with him being... Um, hurt to start the season. Um, we've manufactured again uh, that position with Fab and, and JB and, and Majuk Dang at times there, which has been fine. And I think people forget that we went to the grand finals with uh, Fab at 6'7 or 6'8, uh, playing about 20, 25 games for us that year. Um, and we did okay. So um, the plan is to get Magna up and running, which is a great sign for us. Uh, more important, his physicality is pick and roll defense. Um, and he's a lob threat for Milt, and, and JC um, is going to be a big factor for us, hopefully, moving forward. Did you think Marcus Lee's performance on Saturday night was his best of the season, and do you think he's going to get better and better as he spends more time, I guess, in the Jack Jumpers team and around the setup? 
Well, I hope so. I mean, we're doing a lot of work with him individually, uh, which we do with all of our players and all of our players in the last two years, we pride ourselves on what we call vitamins, which is individual work via video and, and um, individual work on the floor with them before practices. And, um, you know, last year we had 122 vitamins, which means our players got 122 times they got on the floor, irregardless of practice to improve themselves. So, uh, our players have trended during the course of the season to slightly get better each and every week. So we're hoping he's in the same mode. I think he has a lot more to give. Um, we'll keep making him uncomfortable and push him. And, um, but we do that with all of our guys. Hey, Brent, just before you ask another question, you know, Scott just touched on the vitamins there. I, I remember I've been lucky enough, Scott scared, shared a bit of his coaching stuff with me at times. And part of that at one stage was a um, daily sort of routine of what the Jack Jumpers go through. And it had like 7.30 in the morning vitamins. I thought, oh, that's awesome. They must all get up and have their <laughs> multivitamins together until I asked. He said, no, no, it's like a little school group and this is what we go in. And anyway, exactly. I thought they all went into yeah. a room and had their multivitamins for, for health reasons. <laughs> well, we, we, they, get that, they get that later in the day, but their vitamins for us is their daily, their daily habits um, that we're trying to create for them and also improve them individually for selfish reasons so they get better, get more money, get better uh, just as individuals and have their contracts hopefully increase and then we're obviously doing it for some selfish reasons for ourselves that's going to improve our our team so we we are doing those every single day irregardless if we're winning or losing now we've got a text in here from cameron from hobart that's uh text in and it says has Payne's influence on the culture of the jj's franchise been as profound as he claims <laughs> it to be actually that's from kicker collins now if you haven't heard about this scott we'll play you some audio just have a listen to this please you talk about building in a new franchise and down in Tasmania. Firstly, bringing in Scott Roth was the perfect decision because you brought in a guy who, is, as a foreigner, wanted to know what it meant to be Tasmanian. And then first call he made was to Tim Payne and that built a relationship on what it means to be Tasmanian. And Defend the island and the culture of the Jack Jumpers mm. is, is in even two and a half years has become legendary. And I always go back to when... Uh, you know, me and Clint decided to come over here and, and he said, you know, I said, how are you going to shape this place? How, what's going to be your stamp? And I know he spent some time with you. And There you go, Scott. Now, just tell us, Paney's a very humble man. You don't hear this sort of stuff out of him too much, but how big a part did he play in helping you set up the Jack Jumpers culture? Oh, me. Well, I think, um, and not to take anything away from him because it was very, very important, but when I first got here, I think... Um, you know, the biggest thing I had going for me is that um, I had no no alliance to anyone. I was um, not having to owe anyone a favor. I didn't have to hire anyone that I didn't want to hire. I didn't have to have any anything other than an open mind. And I saw, I heard all the negativity about coming here and that this would probably be a dead-end job for me at the end of the day and that, you know, don't take this job. You're overqualified, and, and this is not the place for you to want to be. And for me, when I came here, I just had an open mind and heard all the noise, and then I just started to go to work. And I met with Tim, and his his knowledge of, obviously, everything he's gone through was hugely important to me to understand what was happening here. And then I went to Craig Bellamy uh, in Melbourne and found out what it was like to build a franchise from his side. I came from Perth, who I saw uh, where culture was king. And then on top of all that, um, I started traveling the corridors of, of um Tasmania to find what is now the, the 22 bloodline members that are players and coaches and referees and people that were laying dormant in the state and listening to what they were looking for in a basketball team and everything I was hearing was coming back was resonating uh, of things I believed in all along so that gave me a lot of comfort that okay I'm going to do it this way and and um, 
keep the noise out and hire who I want to hire and, and try to form a team uh, that would defend the island. There's no coincidence that defends in that statement. And, um, and Tim was a huge factor and one of the guys that I did reach out to. Very nice. Uh, now, I'm not sure how much you follow our show. I'm assuming you listen every morning, but just in case you don't, uh, I've challenged Tim to a game of basketball. I feel basketball is the only sport I could potentially beat Tim at. If you're a betting man, who would you have your money on? You saw my nice half caught up at the Silverdome last week. Do you think I've got what it takes to knock over the great man in a game of 21? Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely uh, sprint to Vegas, hire a private jet, <laughs> and put all my money on Tim Payne. And, <laughs> and then after that was done, I'd go by island and you'd never see me again. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank, I love you too. Thanks so much. Uh, anything else for Coach well, you know, before we let him go, Tim? Listen, you have to remember something, Brent. That the aim is also about moving and running around, not being safe. Exactly. So, yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. I think, you know. Yeah. After about two seconds, you're going to be toast and he's still going to be running around. I know. Absolutely. That's 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 the part I fear, but I'm backing my skill in against his to get the job done. We would like you to actually come and umpire for us or referee if you don't mind. I'd if you've got to. a free that would be, be very, very quick it would be a very quick game and not a lot of long <laughs> yeah. time for me to be around there, which would be perfect. And, Excellent. And we'll when you are in. there, Scott, if you could put the whistle away, that would be terrific. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go a bit rough and rumble with him. I'm about I'm about all about that too, so that's easy. <laughs> All right, we'll lock you in for that. Uh, thanks so much. We could talk to you all day. We've got so many questions we could ask you, but we've got to get to the news, unfortunately. Thanks so much, and we look forward to seeing you up in Launceston Thursday night against the Breakers semi-final rematch. Can't wait for it. All right, guys, thanks. Defend the island. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Scott. Scott Roth joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. What a star the great man is. We are late for the news. We'll come back and have more sport for you next.